hello, brother versus brother listeners. Welcome to another. Hey guys. Welcome to another episode, and actually our last episode for season two. Uh, we're taking a bit of a break for the summer. Your boy Nick uh, wants to go camping and such, and you know this kind of. Put the damper in. We weren't bringing you the best content. No, yeah. don't say that. You, Nicholas. Our content was fine. Uh, it's just that, you know, I want to go camping and weekends are when we can record. And this takes up a fair amount camping of time. time. So, yeah. And for my birthday, I'm probably going to take like a week and change to go to Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Parks. It's your birthday, bro. Andrew, what's going on how much dev and i the wife we just rode our new bikes up to bellevue beach which is north of copenhagen it's a lovely beach actually it's north of hellerup which is also north of copenhagen hellerup that one it was a lovely lovely beach lots of uh beach boobies out there loved it boobies mm, boobies Beaches in in Europe are much different than beaches in uh, in uh, the U.S. Yeah, you got naked kids running around everywhere. You got topless women. You got people blasting music. Actually, that's in the U.S. That's too. in the U.S. Do you remember when that kid uh, squatted and started to shit on the beach in Spain, and his mom like dove and dove with with the bucket? definitely like a, a very drawn out no moment where she was just like no. no! <laughs> classic european classic beach beach story. visit yeah that poor mother but that was my day pooped in the ocean have i ever pooped in the ocean um not nothing that springs to memory i've pooped in the ocean did it float to the top <laughs> and, yeah and it just kind of like stayed near me i was like oh all right time to go snickers bar i'm getting a lot of static from oh you. shit okay let me turn it down a little bit is that better no I think it might just be like one of your jacks or something. I think we'll go with it, you know? Hopefully it works. Well, good thing I'm recording on my end. Yes, indubitably. So, big change this week. What do you think of the new do guy? Nick, I am. I'm I'm in love with the new do, man. Looks good. I think you look really good. I know... You were hesitant because you wanted to keep your hair longer, but I think it looks good short. I think the beard and that mustache, whatever you want to call it, it looks better with short hair, I would say. Yeah, whatever. Well, thank you, guy. But it's overall, I think it's an improvement on the look, I have to say. I was quite scared when I saw the hair falling onto the floor at the barbershop because it was... So yeah, at, at the barbershop sitting in the chair, I was quite nervous um, when I saw how much hair was falling to the ground. Falling down. Wait, did you give your consent or did he just kind of dive into it? Well, so... Uh, did, was there a man or a woman, first of all? A dude, Asher. He's been cutting my hair um, since I've lived here. He's been licking his lips at your... At your main for a while. He just wanted to get in there. Maybe, I guess. And he finally got it. I've only been going. I've lived here for four years and I've probably gotten a haircut from him like five times. <laughs> so uh, that tells you yeah, how much that's I enough. That's I enough to start hair. a relationship with him. 
Yeah. So I, I said like cut off like four or five inches. Just so viewers know, my hair was like shoulder length. It was cut off long. four or five inches. And so he did that all the way around. Then they showed me the back and I kind of had like a mullet looking thing. And I was like, uh, I don't, I don't really like that. Uh, and he, and then he pointed to a guy who's another barber at the shop and he was like, how do you like that? And his hair was still a little bit longer and, but clean. And so I was like, yeah, that's nice. And so he went to town and he just, he fucking cut a ton off, but uh, I like it. It's a lot lighter and working outside. It's a good time to have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For summer. My neck has gotten quite sunburned this weekend. This yeah, week. Yeah, you, you gotta remember that sunscreen, man. Mm-hmm. I At the beach, I, I covered everything except for the top of my feet. Now the top of my feet are super burned. And your nipples? Yeah, me. No, I covered my nips. Good for you. In sunscreen, not. They were out. out for viewing pleasure. Everybody liked Ooh. them. Mm. Got those thirsty Dane girls mm. looking at my nips, my sauces. How would you categorize your nipples? Are they like pepperonis? Are they... This is very off topic. This is very... <laughs> National Geographic nipples? Like uh, I don't know. I think they're pepperonis, like little little peps. Little peps? Like the uh, Lunchables peps? Yeah. That's probably pretty good. Good comparison. Nice. The areola shrink, shrinks though when, <laughs> when it gets cold though, so it's not they're not consistent nipples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're big when they're like when it's like warm out, but then they're like tiny little peaks when it's when it's cold out. Areola is a funny word. Areola is a funny word. All right, let's dive in here today. We are. T- I don't care about your nipples. Well, mine are nice and supple. So feed many children. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like if a child is sucking on my nipple, oh my god! If a child is sucking on my nipple, they might get a little bit of hair, you know. Ah, yeah, yeah. not great. That would be devastating. Just eating some some milk and then some protein gets through. Here is protein, I guess. Who knows? Maybe no one. All right. This is a good. This is a good season finale. (laughs) We're on our way. We're on our way. Um, A long day for me. An early morning for you, I guess. Before we jump in, I've been very productive this morning. But before we jump in, uh, any big plans for the rest of the summer? Just so. uh, Uh, Yeah. No. I. I mean, obviously, still trying to figure out Copenhagen Mm -hmm. and maybe traveling throughout Denmark. I still think we're we're not at the point yet where we're going to a different country. Mm-hmm. I think if we do decide to go to a different country, we're going to go to Berlin to see our cousin, your and I's cousin, Carrie, who is a lovely lady. She and she's lived there for a couple of years. So she would, we wouldn't stay with her, but she would show us around the city cool. for the day, for a day or two or whatever, however long we stay. Berlin is cool. So that's that's probably the big one. Nice. If, if it does happen. Who knows? Yeah. What about you? About to go home to Virginia in a in a week. Okay. Uncle Gabriel and I are driving out. That's exciting. Are you concerned about the virus at all? What's what are you? What's your plan when you're back home? Social distance, definitely from mom and James and Lori and Abby for sure, mm-hmm. which will be weird. Yeah, but you know that's yeah. You your mask. What you got to do? Got a mask. Multiple masks. Yeah. Maybe I'll get mom to like sew me a sweet ass mask. Yeah. On that note, sorry. Uh, I just saw this like article or this headline at least about how um, younger people are driving the second wave of coronavirus cases. So please 
if you're out there and you are listening, please make sure that you are adhering to the guidelines and yeah. being safe and at least social distancing and wear a mask, please. Yeah. And be cognizant of your surroundings when dealing with people. I agree. And then, like I said earlier, I'm going to go to Wyoming for a little road trip. Probably. What's in Wyoming? Anything? Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Park. By yourself? Or with- Probably Enrique. I might invite my friend Peaches. And maybe Bowie and Chelsea might come uh, for a weekend. We, in our household, we've been doing like birthday weekends. So like when it's someone's birthday, we go on a little trip somewhere. A little trip, trip. And 30 is obviously pretty big. So for Chris's 30th, we went to Santa Fe. Very. Yeah. You're not a little bro no more. No little bro no more. So I think, uh, yeah, do a little bit of time in Jackson Hole. And then during the week when the crowds kind of dissipate, go to the national parks. What do you want for your birthday? I would like to buy a new bicycle. Let's crowdsource this bicycle for you. Our audience of 15 people, you can do it, everybody. The bicycle is only like $2,000, so... Don't worry about it. I just bought my bike for $200. Well, I'm looking for a bit more functionality, I believe. Okay. All right, let's dive in here. Okay, so our I've been working on, on saying this for a little bit. Our noisy neighbor to the north, Canada, has... Or are they noisy? I don't know. I was just trying to have some alliteration. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah, it's, it's called radio. News, newscasting. So Canada has ranked ahead of the U.S. for the first time ever as one of the most competitive economies in the world. Damn. Relatively smaller countries are now dominating this list of most competitive economies. Yeah. The U.S., Last year was third, and this year they're 10th. Canada has jumped from 13th to 8th this year. Good for them. Denmark is actually number two. Woo! That's me. That's y'all. That's y'all. Y'all? Do people in in uh, Denmark say y'all? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out if they have, like, you know, rednecks of Denmark, like country people and, like, city people, you know? Yeah. I, I can't tell. It's hard because I can't speak the language. I think that would be the indicator. Yes, yes. There are like some trashy people that I've noticed, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it's everybody's pretty, pretty, you know, normal looking yeah. and sounding, it seems like. Have you ever been to Canada? Have you been to Canada? I don't think I did. I think, I don't know if this was Canada or north of north, you know, of the U.S. North somewhere. of the U.S., North of Canada. the U.S., well, like northern U.S., Okay. But I did a snowboard trip with John Bachman, like when I was, I don't know, pretty young, maybe my, maybe 14 or 15. Uh, yeah, that was, that would be the only time I yeah. think. But other than that, I think I've stayed pretty much, you know, in that the Northeast. Massachusetts, New Hampshire. I think we went into Vermont, Vermont once and that was it. Yeah. That was probably the most Northern I've ever yeah. been. So yeah, I've been to Montreal and, and Quebec. Okay. And actually that was the first like border crossing that I've done. Did you need your passport? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, need needed a passport. Uh actually had a bit of a passport issue. You lost it? Not I. My ex-girlfriend, her passport had expired. Oh. And we didn't realize that the day we were 
as we were heading to the <laughs> as we were heading to the airport in the Uber, I was looking through my passport. She was looking through her passport, and she's like, "Oh shit, my passport is expired." So not a good time. Nope. So uh, when we got there, we went to this passport office in Vermont, and they expedited it in like four hours. So no problems. Cool. Just you can do it in four hours if you need to. But anyway, here we go. Jumping back to the economies. Andrew, why do you think that is that uh, Canada has become more of a competitive economy than the US? Well, I think you got to look at it more like this, is that capitalism is definitely a US um, they've embraced it. That's like their culture. That's how we live. The dollar speaks, right? That's how we live. Yes. It seems like maybe that might be the case in Singapore, which is also, which is ranked number one on this list. Mm -hmm. But Denmark, Switzerland, Netherlands, Hong Kong, which is number five. What is, what is SAR? It says Hong Kong SAR. I am not sure. I'm going to let you look that up while I'm speaking. But, you know, those countries are more socialist and, the, and it seems like Canada is, it is a capitalist society, but it's definitely way more leaning towards socialism than the U.S. Mm -hmm. is. And I think that, I think the major difference is that people are viewed as people and not yeah. statistics in these areas, you know, mm -hmm. Norway, Sweden, six and seven, and Canada, it seems like their governments give back at least are, are cognizant that people have feelings and emotions and lives and needs and wants that the U.S. just doesn't give to their, doesn't view their citizens that way. Yeah. That one. So I think that's kind of that's kind of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I, I think it's I think Canada is just socialism is if done successfully, it's the way to go. So uh, SAR Hong Kong SAR stands for Special Administrative Region. Okay, so that means it sounds like it means Hong Kong <laughs> is part of China, but but it operates as its own thing economy yeah its own economy yeah which it seems like china is going in and starting to take back over hong kong and starting to take control of them i wonder how because I, I i really haven't heard anything about about hong kong recently uh i wonder how uh this the coronavirus has has impacted the hong kong separatist movement so uh we sorry technical difficulties there um i wonder how the uh pandemic has affected the hong kong separatist movement because i haven't i haven't heard or read anything about it for in a minute the the minimal stuff i've seen on reddit seems like they're still trying to you know protest and do all that stuff for their cause which wasn't you know coronavirus it was independence and to stay you know, the freedom of speech and all this stuff. Um, but from what I've, the minimal posting that I've seen, postings that I've seen are that China seems to be putting a lot more pressure on the local Hong Kong government and 
sending in more police and, and stuff like that to kind of squash protesters. So, yeah. and obviously Trump's not going to, you know, stand for independence or whatever. He, he loves, uh, mm-hmm. he loves siding with the dictators and all that stuff. So he's, uh, he's going to be happy that Hong Kong doesn't have a voice. He wishes the the U S people didn't have a voice. It's so, it's so weird. Cause like, I mean, he'll take both stances, you know? Not really. You can, I mean, yes, he'll say that he believes in independence, but all his actions don't. His words, at this point, his words are as empty as a, as a, a whiskey barrel after a nice party, you know? They mean nothing. There you go. <laughs> Great analogy. Holy shit. All right. On, on Trump and China. So uh, trade wars yeah. have damaged, this is a quote from the article, Trade wars have damaged both China and the U.S. economies, reversing their positive growth trajectories. China has fallen from 14th place last year to 20th place this year. So, yeah, Trump, his his stance of being tough on China um, has kind of hurt our economy. And at least in that that book that uh, Bolton is coming out with, there's... He's quoted as saying that uh, Trump uh, wanted to talk to Xi, Xi Jinping. I think that's it. Is that the yeah? We need the to. president of China and saying like buy our buy our soy and other agricultural goods uh, so that it looks good for me and more agricultural farmers uh, and other people in the U.S. will vote for me because uh, it'll boost our economy. So that's pretty, pretty scary to like think that he wants to. He I doesn't mean, he, know he business. With Russia, you know, talking to trying to influence. The, uh, yeah. Trying to influence uh, elections as he does. Well, I mean, I'm, yes, he'll say he knows business, but he doesn't know how he knows negotiation. At least he thinks he does. But I mean, you're talking much different business than housing and the needs of, you know, a corn farmer yeah. are much different than a real estate uh, broker in New York City are, you know. Yeah. So uh, let's take a break and then... I kind of want to jump into this idea of deglobalization. All right. So what am I consuming? What, what, what? What are you consuming? Eat it up. This week, I have been consuming a show on Netflix called Terrace House. Uh, it is a Japanese you, reality show. You picked this one. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I told you about it yesterday. Yeah, you told me about it yesterday, but you also talked about it like five episodes ago or something like that. All right. Well, so I'm talking it. about it again. It's like Japanese real world. And unfortunately, I think they're going to stop uh, production of it because uh, one of the people who was on the show committed suicide. Uh, due to cyberbullying, but watch it while you can. Cool, yeah. 
uh, give it a watch. It's 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 really interesting. Like it's like the real world, but there's not as much drama in there. There's like a panel who discusses uh, everything, and they're they're pretty funny. And it's just it's interesting to see Japanese culture uh, and how people interact in Japan as opposed to like on the real world uh, in the in the U.S. I've also been consuming uh, the daily the New York Times podcast quite a bit. Wait, uh, what did you give Terrace House? Terrace House. Let's do, uh, it is really interesting. A lot of times it is background noise, but uh, I'll give it 3.5. Second, the daily podcast from the New York Times. I'm Michael Barbaro, and it's Thursday, June 26th. That guy is ridiculous, but it is a very informative podcast and they talk about a lot of good uh, topics. A lot of it has been coronavirus, the election and Black Lives Matter related, but very informative. Uh, I'll give it a four out of five. And then lastly, I, I'm not one to play phone games, but I downloaded this game called 2048. It is stupid and time-consuming, and I hate that I have it on my phone, but I've been playing it quite a bit. And it's just like tiles, and you slide to like add up uh, numbers. I'm sure it's been around for a while, but yeah, it's fucking time-consuming. I'll give it like a three out of five. Go, shoot! It's my turn. It's your turn, boy. I have been consuming the new Netflix show called Snowpiercer with Devorah. I really like it, uh, but it is a bit cheesy in some regards. Based on a movie, it's actually based on a comic book, but based on a movie that Chris Evans' Captain America starred in that I really like. The movie's Wow, you should really watch that. Yeah. Um, but phenomenal. we've been watching the show, which is a prequel to the movie. It only, for anybody interested, oh. it's only, it takes place seven years after the freeze instead of the, a couple generations on the train. Yeah, pretty good. Four out of five, I would say. It's a, the only thing that brought it, I would give it a five actually, but the only thing that brought it down to a four is, They've made some parts more like a, a soap opera, kind of. So, not ideal. Second one is actually another Netflix show called Somebody Feed Phil. Solid show. Great, funny guy. He was the writer for a couple of shows, but I think uh, his big one was Everybody uh, Hates Raymond or Loves Raymond. Loves Raymond. I think so, yeah. Really? Um, but he's it's it's okay. a travel show. He goes around and basically just eats and talks about the culture through the food of all these different places. You know, not That's an original cool. concept, but he does uh it's funny to watch him connect with people. He's pretty good at it. Um so I give that a four out of five, but that's only in the first season. And then my third and final thing is the LinkedIn jobs app, which I've been spending a lot of time on. I think it's actually a pretty good app because it's location-based and that's important for finding a job and it's free to post on for the companies. You can pay to promote it, but for the most part, free. So, you know, everybody posts their jobs on there and it has a pretty big job board, which I've been taking advantage of. 
So hopefully I'll be able to find a job by the end of the summer. But in the meantime, I will be consuming the LinkedIn Jobs app, which I would actually give a 4.5 out of 5. Nice. Go get them. Die. Yeah, because it's it's uh, a positive place. And in the, in the interaction between the Jobs app and the LinkedIn, you know, uh, network or a wall basically is pretty intuitive. Mm-hmm. So good job, LinkedIn. Cool. I think that's the most Wait, responsive no. social network, I would say. Like people like act yeah, active. Uh people to people connection as opposed to like people to okay. computer to to another person or whatever. Yeah. Got it. That's it for me. Nice. Well um I wish you the best of luck in your job search, and I'm sure you will find something fulfilling soon. Got it. Going back into economies and Canada uh, and the U.S., um, it's interesting because Canada is also a very large country, at least in the size of it. Um, but it seems that smaller economies uh, are uh, doing better than larger economies in this current crisis. And it seems like that comes from their ability to uh, fight the pandemic. Um, and it makes them a little bit more competitive in the global economy. Uh, but it seems like countries are de-globalizing a little bit um, while the importance of national government, nation to nation, uh, the importance of national government has increased. Um, So global powers like the U.S. and China have fallen a little bit while smaller economies, Switzerland, Canada, uh, Denmark have um, become more competitive and and able and more nimble, um, and I think that especially during the pandemic, uh, being a smaller country, it's probably easier to mobilize and uh, fight the pandemic. Which obviously, being able to fight the pandem- pandemic and uh, get back to a sense of normal helps boost the economy uh, if people are able to go about their normal daily life. Whereas in the U.S. here, states have have seen record numbers in daily cases yeah. of the coronavirus. I apologize. Devor is cooking dinner next door, so I don't know if you can hear it or not. But Damn it, Devorah. But I just wanted to say. I can hear it. And it's... It's really throwing me off my my form here. No, it's fine. But living in a smaller economy, uh, it seems like you guys yeah. are out and about more, at least than than. I mean, than for we the are. most part, life is pretty much back to normal here. I would say, mm-hmm. you know, they put in the hard work and the and the shit, and they input a, a city situation in order to be, you know. Do the do the tough part and get back to life as we know it, and it worked for the most part. I would say there's. I don't think the second wave is going to be as intense as. I don't even know if you can call it a second wave in the U.S. because it's just there. There was it just kind of plateaued. 
there was a dip and then it got went back up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but people had reasons to go outside, which I respect and I, and I understand, but it didn't help that there was a global pandemic going on and that people are still being infected and carrying the virus asymptomatically a lot of the time and spreading it to their family and their friends and people aren't taking it seriously. And that's unfortunate. And, the, and you know, in the telling thing is that it's become a political situation in the U.S. And I think, I think that doesn't help yeah. at all with the economy anyways, because you're having fluctuation between two different sides as opposed to a country like Canada that, you know, everybody is basically on the same page. Obviously, there's a couple, there's always going to be outliers with whatever situation you're in. But for the most part, it seems like Canada is all heading in one direction and together and strong. And the U.S. just simply isn't. And that's, and that is a big blow to the economy. And now after the pandemic is hit, it's showing people that they don't need to, they don't need to be living in New York in order to have a career in New York, you know? That's mm -hmm. what I'm interested after this pandemic is solved. What is going to happen to the economy? Because you could have a person living in Australia now and working in New York and their hours are just weird for Australia, but they're, but, you know, they're still earning a New York salary. But all that money is mm -hmm. going from, depending on what citizen they are, it's going to Australia and not to the U.S. now. So I think overall it's going to yeah. hurt the economy because we're unable to show that we're competitive. We're not creating cutting-edge technologies anymore. We're moving them overseas to China or to india now and that's creating bumps in their mm -hmm. technology that were that they shouldn't have necessarily seen for a couple more years you know so it's it's gonna hurt eventually i feel like because we don't we aren't showing that we can provide those real competitive jobs moving forward and and at this point tech is the future so anywhere can be a tech yeah. hub. It'll be interesting to see how this deglobalization yeah. lasts long term because in in the US we are so reliant on China and Asian countries to produce many of our goods. So it'll it'll be interesting yeah. to see if we can kind of rebound and build our economy back up and and have more things made in the US of A. It comes down to Tech, tech is moving along manufacturing. So now, now you can have niche manufacturing, mm -hmm. which, mean, which means somebody could 3D print whatever they need at their house. A sprocket. A sprocket. You know, they need sprocket A to fit into thingamajig B, and they can do that at their house instead of mm -hmm. making a million of them in China and bringing them overseas and paying all those taxes, yeah. you know, it's becoming, the world is quickly becoming a place where you yourself, the consumer doesn't need to consume as much anymore. They can, they can be a creator of whatever they want themselves. 
you know, obviously big tech, you know, no one's going to make their own iPhone or something like that, at least, at least in the next couple of years, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's quickly moving in that direction. And that just means yeah. globalization isn't going to be constricted to the top three countries. It's going to be pushed around the entire globe because anybody could be anywhere and get anything they need at the, at a moment's notice, you know? Yes. I guess. I mean, specifically with and that just comes down printing. to comfort, you know, what people find comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. This is off topic, but, um, I guess it's related to the pandemic. It'll be interesting to see, like there was such a shift of people moving mm -hmm. back to cities. Um, I think with this pandemic, there's going to be a shift of people moving back to rural areas and yeah. like they can live wherever and work and work remotely wherever. Like my roommate just got a job where he works in the tech industry and uh, there's a few people that are based in Colorado in his company, but I mean, his boss is in Thailand. There's someone in Australia, there's people in South America. So, I mean, with an internet connection, yeah. you can work wherever. And well, I mean, the systems are in place that people have the hardware already. It's just updating the software and you can, you can do that at any point in the world, as long as you have a, a solid internet connection. That's crazy. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see how the pandemic plays out and affects the economy. Uh, it'll affect the election, well, the 2020 yeah. election coming up, obviously. Well, my theory, my theory is that a lot of this, the politi politicization, politization, whatever you want to, whatever that word is. Yeah, politicizing of the mask of Maybe. quarantine of all that is coming from Russia because they're they're actively seeking to divide America. And what's more divisive than this this topic right now? So I'm sure if you trace back a lot of those those posts, it would lead to Russia. But you know, I, I people are just gonna people aren't even able to keep up with technology that they can. They can't even decipher fake news or fact from opinion or whatever. How how do yeah, yeah. how do we expect we a government to keep up with it that moves even slower than a human life? You know, it's an interesting time. I think yeah. the government needs to appoint needs to shift to appointing people smart enough that they can make decisions as a whole, and the voting process needs to be sped up quite quite fast i feel like you're talking about like elections no more uh, i'm talking about our elected officials in order to keep up with the changing culture and technology and economy this gig economy that we're in right now the the uh, the officials need to be better at uh believing the the subcommittees and the committees and 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 they need to be better at at you know deciphering needs and and be faster that way because because if they can't keep up with it then then corporations are just going to take advantage you know and they're which they're already doing i sound yeah. like a crazy person now but i think that's i think that's, that's kind crazy, of guys. just how people live their life these days they're afraid of the future because the future might not necessarily include them and it'll take advantage of them. Yeah.
And I mean, currently, at, at least in the U.S., currently the future is not bright. I, I think relating back to your question, I think manufacturing on a larger scale, you know, obviously that niche manufacturing is going to get better and better and people are going to be able to develop whatever they need at home. But manufacturing on a larger scale, which is a lot of the economy for the U.S., believe it or not, they're going to lose it to robots that can, who don't need that human touch anymore because, you know, what happens they if they get 24/7. sick and there is another pandemic, which, you know, we've, we've done mm-hmm. so poorly to deal with this one. So what, who's to say there won't be another one like it? You know, robots don't get sick. They can keep working. They can manufacture. People are still producing or buying through this pandemic. Mm-hmm. People are People obsolete. Are quickly becoming obsolete. And I think, and I think the U.S. not. I'm sorry, I'm kind of like ranting here, but I think the U.S. not um, believing that a person is a person anymore is kind of yeah, statistic. It's a number. We're a number. It's making people very scared. And I think that, you know, people aren't going to be able to keep up with the changing technology. Yeah. We're not, we're not nimble. We're not nimble. And uh, smaller countries that can um, change on a dime and change policy and enact policy a lot quicker, like they're, they're going to benefit. And I don't think we'll, the U.S. will ever not be like a powerhouse, but it's it's hard for us to make nationwide change quickly. Yeah. And, and I think we quickly. I think the US has a disadvantage in that they there is a, a shit ton of people in the US. And Denmark, speaking from you know my own personal experience, Denmark is smaller and the trust yeah. is there between the government and the people it's it's not you know entirely a, a two-way street but uh but it is it is a lot better than the us and that helps when the government says you need a mask you need to stay at home we're closing the borders people listen you know yeah and when yeah. and when yeah. we we can't even stay in our own homes for 14 days you know, two weeks, whatever, a, mo- a month, people are, and, and people lose their jobs, you know, people, it's so, it, the change was that rapid just because we couldn't go outside, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a very fragile economy. And that's probably why the, the article does say that most of the, most of the data came from 2019 for this 2020 ranking, but still, I think, I think the pandemic mm-hmm. had had a little bit to do with yeah 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 for sure for sure all right kind of a downer you got any more ranting i think i think the 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 trust the the first step is rebuilding the trust between the american people and the american government oh nick what are you doing i'm here bird watching Fucking looking at my bird chart. Yeah, terrible. (laughs) So, speaking of birds, time for a shout out. Next silly shout out. Yeah. So, this week, very exciting. 
two spotted, hold on. This week, two spotted Tauhees have made a nest and hatched eggs in our tree in the backyard. So, shout out to new life. All those new parents out there. New life. And yes, that was kind of a downer of an episode, but uh, life is beautiful and there's so much to enjoy in this world. Even like this, the simple pleasures of bird watching, even though Andrew shits on me constantly oh, shit for, on it. for it. I just wish you wouldn't do it during our, our very minute time, time to podcast. <laughs> but it's right outside my window, man. But, you know, shout out to these birds and beauty and life in general and take life day by day. Enjoy, as dad would say, enjoy the journey and you know recognize beauty when you see it and take some time to look around and and take life in essentially it's a good life goes on that was a good shout out to life end goes the on. season two on yeah, yeah. um so that that Seems to be it for the summer. Enjoy Everyone it. enjoy the summer. Uh, get outside. Read a book. Try something new. Wear a mask. Try something, Try you something can do new by yeah. yourself yeah. that you haven't done before. Cook something new. Paint something. Sew something. Love something. Yeah. Buy one of those full body pillows and love yeah. it. Oh, we should get one yeah. with your face on it, Nick. We should sell it in our store, in our in our merch store of the Brother vs. Brother store. I thought you were talking no, not, you, and, no. you and Devorah. You want a body pillow with me in your pillow. bed. I'll be scared every time you I sure? see that mustache. Be like, oh, ah! <laughs> it's a scary mustache. No, nah, it looks good now. Whatever. Now that you have short hair. You don't look like a dirty, a dirty hobo. I look like a dirty hobo before. A trained person. (laughs) (laughs) A boxcar kid. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Fun watching your birds, dude. Thank you. Uh, Check out our Instagram, which is changed. What is it, Andrew? Rose Pod Network. We're going to update our website um, over this break. So, yep, Rose Pod Network. Did it. We're going to update right. our website over this break and you can, you'll be able to find all the episodes on there for both our shows. Please check out the brothers versus the internet, which is our upcoming show, which we will continue doing because that's a little easier to do. Cause it's only like 10 minutes at max. Nick, do you like that show? I like it. Cause I don't have to edit it. Yeah. You should come up with your own like 10 minute episode. Sure. You know, you're the one trying to become internet famous. So I'm, not. I'm not trying to become internet famous. I just like creating content. It's fun, especially with you, man. Okay. So this is a good being Thanks, halfway across the world, but being able to talk to you every week is a good is a good moment for me in my week. I appreciate it. It is nice. And, you know, we'll continue to talk even we're though gonna, we're on that's hiatus, it. but just hard yeah, cut off. hard cut off. Check out Andrew's vlog, though. What's it called? Oh yeah. If you want if you want some more content, type in Andrew J the artist into YouTube and you can and you can see my channel. You should have a name for this vlog. It's just Andrew J the artist the vlog. I can't come up with a clever name right now. Well, we got all summer to do it.
Yep. Uh, all right. Well, enjoy your summer, people. And thanks for listening. We'll come back even stronger next season. Sure. Season three, bro. Season three. We've been doing this for a hot minute. minute. A hot, hot minute. Hot minutes. So shout out to our listeners. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.